Hi. <laughs> Good so, evening, everyone. Thank you for evening. joining us today at the uh, After Service Podcast with Pastor Joe and me. Pastor Brian. Pastor Brian, yeah. How is everyone doing tonight? How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing good. I, I, I didn't even realize when the Olympics began, but <clears throat> I, I picked it up. And now I've been, every time I see curling on, I just start watching curling. I don't really understand it yet. Mm. But there's something kind of calming and strategic that I appreciate about it. Not mm -hmm. a lot of flash. You know, as much as I enjoy watching things like, you know, the snowboarding events and some of those very artistic things, there's something very pure about watching some Midwest, you know, guys who used to hang out in a bar, you know. <laughs> Uh, throwing, you know, with their, their mullets and everything and trucker hats, which is how they look, you know, going up against these yeah. glorious you know, <clears throat> Norwegians with, you know, perfect blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, interesting juxtaposition, but it, it's, it's fun to watch, I think. Vanessa's I've always, nice. I've always like, I've always liked curling. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Cause you know, I really don't have the answer to this question was, so what do you look at, think about, read, watch when you're not at work? You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, because you said you did something, you know, you went to this, this, uh, this worship thingy. And I'm like, huh, didn't know that you were going to do that. So, what other things do you do that I don't know? Uh, not many. Uh, you know, you and I are pretty good friends. So, the, most things. If you, we already have established that if you ask me a question that I will respond to it to the nth degree, I don't, I'm not good at, you know, really. No, small okay. talk. Yeah. So, um, there are so many things that are going on that I'm always thinking about what I should be doing. Like, you know, in those moments of stillness what should I be doing? And that's really kind of, for me, something I need to work on. But that's why I work out. That's why I run is because mm. when I'm running, it just leaves this space to, to just think. Yeah. You know, there's a part of my brain is spent going, am I dying or not? You know, <laughs> am I, am I pushing myself hard enough? Am I relaxed? You know, it's kind of focused on that. And the other part is like, what are some things that I need to think about? What are some things I need to process? Mm. Um, the thing with the worship deal, and for people that are Sunday, I, I discuss this briefly. I just saw um, uh, an artist on Facebook that I, you know, I'm, who is an acquaintance, uh, throwing out a, hey, uh, I'm doing this little worship retreat. It's three hours. There's small groups. And then it's like it's only 40 bucks. I'm like, you know what? I could. It's been a while since I took the time to be ministered to and that maybe I just need to do this. Mm. Uh, and I almost skipped it because I was busy. I'm like, can I really take three hours out of the day when I would, because I'm way behind on work. I'm like, no, I need to make this a priority. I really need to make, you know, my spiritual self-care a priority because it's really easy for that to get dismissed or marginalized and it's really it's different than just reading the bible 
You know, it's it is um, when, when you know it's why we gather together and why small groups are so important is you connect in a way and you have the opportunity to be authentic in a trusted group of people. And I think that's really important. So, um, well, good. That's a long answer. It's a long answer and it didn't have the best ending, but it was good for the, for, for the time that you were there for most of those three hours were pretty good. Yeah. And and I think, you know, what I took out of it ultimately was it's good to be reminded of how frail we are. Hmm. And, you know, it's those moments of weakness and struggle that we reach out and say, I need you, God. Good. And that was, it was a good realization for me. Excellent. So, yeah, I was just curious, what, what do, what kind of things do you, do you read, do you watch? But, you know, part of that, I, you know, for both of us, although it's kind of weirdly, it's starting to change a little bit for me is when you have kids in middle school and that so much of your time is taken up with them practices and homework and all this stuff it's just you don't have much free time no it's and for me you know uh, well you have boys in high school now but um i find that's part of the reason i coach is like if i'm if I have to make the trip to, to drop the boy off and then come back an hour yeah, later. Yeah, might as well stay and be a part. Yeah, I may as well stay and engage. You know, I'd, I'd rather do that than just sit around bored. And it's really <clears throat> rewarding to have the opportunity to pour into the lives of young men. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh, how do you make oh. sure you carve out time for yourself? How? <clears throat> you know... Being a pastor is odd <laughs> in that respect. You know, I, as, as some of you may know or not know, you know, I spent pro- most of my life not being a pastor, just working a regular nine-to-five job. Well, no, I didn't work a nine-to-five job, but a 40- to 60-hour-a-week job, a normal working person. And that's a much different question there where your schedule is pretty dictated to you. Mm-hmm. In my line of work, the issue isn't, do I have time for it? It's the self-discipline to make it happen. Because I can just, if I really felt like I needed to, I could just say, no, today, that's all I'm going to do is do self-care. Nothing else. And so my challenge is, is to, to do things when no one's looking. You know, it is, and I know I'm not the only one who who do, does this, who who have their own set their own schedule. It is very easy to to waste time. Mm-hmm. So lately, I've been really working on that. Um, you know, I'm I've I've decided I'm going to be doing reading more books this year than I have been in the past. You know, so I'm reading a, a book in the mornings on critical thinking, and then I'm I'm reading a. Uh, um, uh, classic great literature book in the evening um because i can't read critical thinking stuff at night because that's too technical i need a story at night because i could just spend my nights doing nothing but 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 watching a movie and while that's good it's like i can use my time better than just watching a movie every night so that's kind of yeah how do i make time 
it's about just having a disciplined life to make sure I do what I need to do. Yeah. So structure. I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. I'm going to grab Milo because he's whining. Just a second. Oh, poor dog. Fat dog. No, he's not fat. That's Murphy. Oh, is that Murphy? Yeah, Milo's not fat. <clears throat> he's just poofy. Um, no, but thanks for sharing that. You know, it's there's always an opportunity to to do a little better. And we talked a little bit about that on Sunday, I suppose, when we talked about, you know, how far away are we from Christ? You know, mm-hmm. we're we're never going to get there. We're always striving. And there's always an opportunity to learn, grow, improve. And mm-hmm. if you think that you've made it, you are farther away than you thought you were. Much farther oh. away. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is so true. Yeah, he really... I've been listening to some Rich Mullins lately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's one song he had that... Uh, the, the title of the song and the main line of the song is, you know, we're not as strong as we think we are. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're not as good. We're not as, as godly. We're not, we're not as much as we think we are. We just, we just aren't. We just aren't. So that's, when you're saying that, that's the line that keeps going through my head. Yeah. It, yeah. For me, it's like you're neither as bad nor as good as you think you are. You know, um, for a lot of people, that's true. I think there's a few people that don't think they're that bad, <laughs> which blows my mind. You know what I mean? But those are the narcissists, I guess. I don't know. But from, yeah, you're right. Most people, they're not as bad as you think you are. So, I, I know there are people who really struggle with, you know, I'm not salvageable, let's say. Right, they do. Uh, and,. I think when we talk about hypocrites like you were doing on Sunday, it's people who really think, I, th- I think I'm doing pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've got it, I've got it dialed in. And yeah. that, I'll be honest, sometimes think when things are going well and I'm not as reflective as I should be, I'll go, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then that, that usually ends up with me like taking a shower and and all of a sudden I'll remember something really awful that I did, you know, 40 years ago or something like that. And I'm just, oh, gosh, you know, and I don't, it's not like beating ourselves up so much as just occasionally being reminded, you really have a long ways to go, buddy. Yeah. I said two things with that. One, one was the hypocrite thing is that, you know, when Christians are called hypocrites, I said, it's because we don't live up to the moral standards that we, that we espouse that we should all be living. And I said, the problem with that is, is, is you're only a hypocrite if you don't live up to your message. Well, the problem is, is the world thinks that the message is be a good person. But that's not the message of Christianity. The message is that Jesus is a good person and we are not. So when we, we live, when we're hypocrites, we're like, yep, that's the message. We're all hypocrites. Join us. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that we, that we want to stay there. We want to improve. Um, and then I talked about the law of the moral commands and there's so much more I can talk about the law. I didn't say that on there. It is a complicated co- question that gets into things like, well, why do Christians say, 
you know, that it's okay to eat bacon, but that you can't have a tattoo. Like, wait a minute here. You know, because th those are all law questions and it's a much deeper subject. I was just focusing on the moral issue, moral commands. And one of the things I said that, that, that comes to what, what you said is, is, is the moral commands can do one of two things, either make you prideful because you look at them and go, I'm, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Or it can make you desperate for Jesus because you realize how far you've fallen short. And sometimes I think part of that is you, you see the, you see the commands is the standard is actually lower than it actually is. And so you think you're actually pretty good. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What, what did you think of that phrase or was there other, another phrase that really resonated with you? Well, there were a couple of things that you, um, you made me think of cool, like jazz. Or blue light mm. jazz, blue light jazz, which uh, blue light jazz, yeah. Um, in the whole um, confessional at Reed College, if you haven't read the book, it's an interesting read. There's some innovative thinking, let's say, in in there about faith and uh, the idea that if we start with an apology because we have fallen short, it's not a bad introduction to people who don't follow Christ. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned, and this kind of takes us into something else you mentioned, which is the idea that the world has this perspective of us as, you know, we're, we're supposed to be good or mm. live a, a specific, I don't know, I, I'm not going to put it, put it in words very well, but just the idea that we live this certain way that makes us good and you could be good too. Or right. you could, something along those good, lines yeah. with us. And I, right. I, I think that's accurate. I also think that there's an overlap there where there's a, a <clears throat> you know, when you are outside of Christianity and people who are, who are of the faith are condemning people outside of it. Mm. Right. So that message that's being received by those people is you're not good, but I am because I don't have the problem that you have. So we are projecting right. that on people. Oh, and absolutely. Yes. So we're kind of, they, they came to the conclusion. They come to this conclusion of that. The message is be a good person because that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, and that's what I really appreciate about the message on Sunday is that, that should not be our message. Our message should, you know, whether we're speaking to ourselves or other people shouldn't be, I'm good or I should be good. It's, I should be desperate for Jesus and recognize that I don't have it figured out because, right. you know, I, I, always, I, I put this in terms of the scale and what the scale tells me when I don't step on it, which is <laughs> nothing, right? It's like, you're doing just fine, Joe. You're doing just fine. Just fine. You know, and I don't need to check in because if I check in, I might learn just how bad I am. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I step in, I go... Okay, I'm I'm way off. Mm. I am not nearly where I thought I was. But that that feeling, that gross feeling that you get when you know that you're not where you should be, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a negative, but it's also I mean, it's like truth and love, right? It's like we, yeah. we need to hear where we are. We need to be real with ourselves about where we are because we can't change if we're not. Um 
So and a lot of people avoid sipping on that scale. Yeah. They don't want to see it um, because because of own, their own self-condemnation, their own sense of, well, then I'm hopeless. I'm, I'm, you, whether it comes from Christians or their own, their own head, their own voices in their own heads, what, however it comes. But that's not the message. The message is, yeah, you're right, Jesus. I, I don't measure up. Thank you for your forgiveness. Help me to do better. Yeah. You know? and that's just, oh, it just breaks your heart, doesn't it? That we that we that we beat ourselves up so much for not living up to the standards. I don't know. I do. I can tell you that I do at least. I wonder sometimes how much gray there is between people who are certain that they're not salvageable and people who are certain that they um, have got it figured out. Oh, you know, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Because um, I think that I'm in that gray area. I mean, I I swing different directions depending on, you know, uh, you know, realistic assessment or, you know, illusions of grandeur. But um, I wonder if it's a U shape or mm -hmm. if it's, you know, the, the, that's the a opposite. Great it's an interesting point, and I think there's I think there's definitely people on both extremes. I think about the reformer Martin Luther, mm. not Martin Luther King, the the reformer. He definitely was on the on the 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 side of I am a horrible wretch that doesn't even want I don't deserve to even look up to heaven, you know. And that's why the gospel was such a blazing, transformative moment in his life, um, and then. But here's the thing, and I, and I don't want, I, I think sometimes the way I talk, it it communicates that I am constantly feeling like I'm a horrible human being. And and that's not true. Sure, I have, I do have moments of that. But what it does for me is it just pushes me to Jesus to be grateful for him more than despondency. Yes, I don't get, there, there are moments where I get despondent and I'm like, yep, I'm an, I'm a screw up. I've always been a screw up. And I mean, you've said those things too. I, I get there. Not to you, but to myself. No, no, yes. no, no. To yourself, to yourself. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 I, but I, I don't get that. I'm not there all the time. Most of the time it's just like, wow, thank you, Jesus. But even, and here's, here's the exciting thing. We, we really need to get to the place where where we, we we don't wallow in our inadequacy we just use that as a continued push to jesus because you can't really be what you want to be when you're focused on your own faults and failures yeah because then you're because you're th that because you're thinking about you in that moment right like oh i mean there's opportunities for growth but it's it's not like if you attain this one goal that you're solved it, right. you know, you're constantly, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's not like working out where you're like, Oh, I'm going to be, I want to, I want a vertical jump of, you know, X feet or whatever. And you work towards that and then you get there because then you're dependent upon your own efforts. You're dependent upon, you know, your own accomplishments as opposed to saying, listen, I, I'm never going to jump 200 feet. 
I think you actually used jumping as an example on Sunday. I did. Uh, uh, and it's like, understand that you will never reach the heights that Christ, you know, that standard that Christ has set. And just keep, keep trying. Um, and it's, but it's not, and it, it's, it's uh, it, ultimately, it's so far beyond you that it can't be about you and, and your accomplishments. Right. And I think being a truly good person, you, you, you have to get beyond thinking about you or whether or not this is a good act. You just simply do it. And I suppose a little bit of the analogy for those of you who, who understand sports a little bit is it's a little bit like whether you're shooting a basketball or, or, or making a throw in lacrosse, where you get to a point where you're not thinking about the mechanics. You're just doing it because that's what you do. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Cause if you're thinking about, well, I gotta hold this just right. Or then you, you can't actually one, you can't be what you need to be. You have to get to a point where it's just, you just do it. And so as you know, a good mother doesn't have to f stress over about being a good mother. She just simply takes care of her child. Right. 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 It's, it's not, well, like when you first learn to drive, Everything you do, every, it, it's like a thousand things that you're trying to keep track of. Mm -hmm. But then after you've driven for, uh, you know, four or five years and you've done it a lot, the little things you don't think about because they are just a part of what you're doing. Now, there are you're still, thinking about where you're going. Right. There's still important things that you are checking in on. Right. And, and I think I that, correct that that's where it works for me, I think, is... Yeah, I'll go. Was I kind? You know, is the way I engage with that person loving and kind? And mm -hmm. that's so. It's in many ways it's more reflective than proactive. Let's say you know. To your point, I'm hoping that the foundation that that I'm built on means that I will live a life that you know, is bringing me closer to that ideal and, and trying to be more like Christ. And then I have to reflect sometimes because we talked just about a couple of weeks ago that in a moment, even if we make a bad decision, for whatever reason, we feel it's justified. And it's... It, talking about that this week. But in then upon reflection, <laughs> we go, hmm. Yeah. That was not kind. That was not wise. That was yeah. not loving. It wasn't justified. Yeah, it certainly wasn't justified. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that, that instantaneous reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, so part of it's the, the self-forgetfulness in a good sense. And then there's the, the continuously, okay, Jesus, where do I need to grow now? Because sometimes we get, we, get, we get into our faith and we don't grow. So we, we go, I'm good. I'm, I'm godly enough that I've gotten rid of the big sins in my life. Now, where do I really need to press in to become much more godly than I am? Because I think I, I do. Maybe, maybe you don't think so, but I, I feel like a lot of Christians are like, they're satisfied with their level of Christ likeness. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. And it's, it's in many ways, it's almost, um, it reminds me of like a teenager, you know, that says, what do I need to do to pass? 
Right. And they and you cool, I'll do that. And then they get to that point and you're like, But you could do this. You could be so much better. I'm like, I don't know. Why would I need to do that? I already got I got other things I need to do or want to do. Right. Why would I do more than that? It reminds me of Jack when he was my son Jack when he was like five or so and he learned how to barely read. He could read C Spot Run and he goes, There I know how to read. I'm done. And and I and and I like boy, you got so much more to go. There's so many worlds out there. And he got a little better and then he just went, Oh. Yeah. Oh. There's <laughs> these huge books I could read. There's all these worlds in my mind I could go and see and explore. And then he really took off with reading because he realized that just enough wasn't enough. There's so much more adventure out there yeah. with Jesus. <sighs> well, you know, it, it's, I heard somebody talk about it earlier today in terms of um, music, in terms of playing an instrument. Mm. That Another analogy. You, you, yeah, too many analogies, folks. I'm no, sorry. Oh, it's a good thing. But you, like, you'll start out and you'll go, I'm never going to figure this out. And then you learn a few things. You go, oh, oh, okay, cool. I'm doing pretty good. And then you learn just enough to go, oh, I don't know anything. And then you reach that wall and you, and you have to make a decision. Am I going to take it to the next level? Am I going to put in what it takes to get to this level? Because when you get to that level, there are rewards there. And then you go there and then you realize, like, hey, I, this feels pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. And then you, if you're there long enough, you go, but I don't really know it that well. And here's the next wall. I've got a scale. Mm-hmm. And then you go up and then you get there and you go, oh, this is amazing. I think about that with like Bible study. It's like, oh, so you read through the Bible. Cool. You read the whole thing. So what's <laughs> next? You know, where do you want to go now? And uh, it, the rewards that are there and you invest in that are incredible. But there's always another tier to go up and the rewards are amazing. But there's a yes. lot of work to get there. Um, two thoughts with that. One, um, which is that you're describing the Dunner-Kruger effect, which mm. I, you know that. It, Not Dunder right? Mifflin, but uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's 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 the basic um, thing that people who know only a little think they are far better at something yeah. than they actually are, and it's the people who are who actually are good at something who actually underrate themselves because they can see how far they are, have to go. Right. And it's a standard thing, whether we're talking about any, any skill, any subject, it is why I, I hear people talking about the Bible and they think they know what they're doing, whether it's a politician or hmm. a podcaster. And I'm like, man, you really don't know what you're talking about. Yes. You've read the Bible, but you really don't know what you're talking about. Right. So that's the first thought. The other one was, this is what the parables are all about is that mm-hmm. he's like i'll give you the meaning and it's great you can get a little bit of meaning but but there's so much richer meaning if you want it but you gotta you gotta break through that wall you gotta want to go deeper if you do that the kingdom is open to you it's just so much, want it we've talked about this before not on the podcast like before the service the idea that the God is so obviously astoundingly genius that, <laughs> yeah. that he, the parables meet us where we are. Mm-hmm. And that could be any one of many different levels. You know, the, 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 the prodigal son, you 
God, there's so many ways that you can engage with that parable and pull something out of it. And the yeah. multi-dimensions, multi-levels of complexity. And God's like, wherever you are, I've met you there. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, how deep in the river do you want to go? Yeah. yeah. Do you really want it? Oh, and it, and, and I love your, your analogy with the music because the rewards of pushing and, and breaking through that barrier with the hard work is, is, is better than, than you probably realize it before you go through, but it's there. Yeah. And it, whether we're talking about knowing Jesus or we're talking about being a godly person and yeah. So this was good discussion, sir. Yeah. So that's what we talked about on Sunday was how do we think about the commands in general? I just tried to simply explain the gospel in a different angle that you need Jesus, that Jesus, you, you know, that the commands are there to re, so that the, you, you need to repent of them and get a, and, and say, God, help me be better, which is that's the gospel. But then there's also the and he's going to get you home and make you like that one day. That's the gospel. But this Sunday, we're going to start diving into the actual definition of love with patience and kindness. It's Look, fun. Uh, it is. I'm looking forward to it. These, yeah. One of my favorite series, and I appreciate it. So, Time for well, dinner. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I know that was short, but it went, it went fast. It wasn't short. It was a normal duration. I know, but yeah. It, it goes I think fast. about people like Joe Rogan who do four hours. How does he do a four-hour podcast? Good Lord. I don't know. I don't listen to his podcast. So. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, I could, I could talk for four hours. but uh, On the right subject with an interesting guest, which, you know, I'm only so what? So much so. so. 100%. Um, <laughs> all right. Folks, all right. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. Talk to you later.